Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about that big win, shall we? I'm ready to get tuned up. Are you? Let's get into it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Kelly Sick. The sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. It's going to be sick. Welcome back to the sickest Arizona Cardinals podcast. I am your hostess, Kelly Singh, joined by pod favorite, Donnie Druin. Donnie, what's up? How are you? Long time no see. Long time no see. For real, you've been so busy out there. Um, I mean, we kind of tag teamed a little bit the first day of camp. Like, I'm like, Hey, did you see this? Or did you, and we're like swapping angles. That was fun. One day I might be cool enough to join you <laughs> in the actual fair, practice. fair warning. That is not up to my discretion. It's a very, very prestigious <laughs> club to get in. And I was kind of grandfathered in, so I, I can't say I'm cool enough either. I just kind of got lucky. Okay. Well you know, I'll, I'll probably figure it out at some point, but just being able to be at training camp was so much fun. And then you've gone straight from training camp right into preseason games and the beat goes on, I guess. There's- it really does. It, it, it's ramping up right now too. Cause you, you have that lull after the draft and then you get like the rookie mini camps and you get the mandatory mini camps. And then you have that like three or four week period in July where it's just a boat of nothingness. You can't escape from, and then training camp hits, and then you kind of get thrown in the preseason. And next thing you know, we're like, there's already a game that's been played. We have two more games and a week off and the regular season is here. So the, the ball has been rolling for a while now. Now it's not going to stop rolling until like January, mid January. Yeah, it's just going to keep going. But what I uh, really loved about attending camp was getting to see our quarterback room really get a workout. I put out a piece of content uh, that I was pretty proud of, actually, was comparing each quarterback throughout the, the reps, all the things they were doing. It wasn't pads. It was just throwing but what I found super interesting was 
the energy that Colt McCoy got when he was doing side-by-side um, drills or reps with Clayton Toon, for instance, it was almost like a pep in his step kind of thing. And part of it could be leadership and being wanting to be the veteran. And part of it could be like, oh, shit, there's this guy. Um, you know, we don't know what's going on in his head. But I was excited for this win and hearing that Clayton Toon, who I feel very excited about, uh, played a lot of the game. You have some very interesting insights because I know that you are unsure, at least from what I've read about Clayton Toon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe give us some of your insights from this first preseason game. Let's talk about the quarterback situation. What are you seeing, Donnie? Let's do it. Yeah, I do want to touch on the previous point you made about Colton McCoy, because whenever he spoke to reporters, he mentioned that this is really the first time in a long time where he was the guy going into week one, right? Colton McCoy's almost built a career out of being a backup in the NFL. And granted, he has subbed in for Kyle Murray a handful of games each of the last two seasons and brought home victories, but he's never been the starter heading into week one uh, with Kyle Murray's return from ACL still kind of unknown just as far as a uh, potential timetable. Colt's going to be the guy until the foreseeable future. And I think he knows that. And I think that's kind of why you're seeing a little bit more juice, a little bit more pep in his step, whatever it comes to running and commanding the offense. Now, Clayton Toon could change that. Do I think he will? I I don't think so. I know there's a whole lot of people in Arizona who want to get tuned up, and rightfully so. I mean, he had a very exciting college profile coming out of Houston. Um, he's made some good throws in training camp. He's made some bad throws in training camp. Basically, he's looked like a fifth-round rookie, right? He, he does look like your prototypical, uh, you know, air raid, run-and-gun kind of quarterback who is going to make some throws to make you say, wow, and then make some other throws to make you say, wow, right? <laughs> um, his first preseason performance started off a little shaky afterwards in the locker room. He admitted that he was definitely nervous, and I emphasize with him because that's a very, very big step for him to take, uh, you know, going from college right into the NFL, playing his first preseason game. After he settled the nerves, uh, he did look a little bit more refined. I like how he ended his time on the field with a nice little post pattern for a touchdown late in the fourth quarter that eventually helped the Cardinals come back and win that game. Uh, pros for Clayton Toon, he's very athletic. I thought whenever he kind of escaped out of the pocket, he was a very mobile guy. I do think his legs can be a very big weapon for him. And for a rookie, just it, it looked like he knew where certain people were supposed to be at certain times. It looked like he knew what the, the pre-snap coverage was from the defense. And although small, I do think those are going to be very big building blocks for him, kind of getting the next level of things at this point in time. Uh, the things I did not like out of him, he was a very in inconsistent guy. Now, granted, he did kind of have to go from uh, playing with some of the starting wide receivers to, you know, some of the second and third string guys. So uh, not a whole lot of familiarity with that. And in the NFL, and you know this, out of a, a quarterback wide receiver duo, timing is almost everything. And, you know, you need as many reps as you can. So when you're throwing to a guy who maybe you don't have a lot of experience with, that can definitely make um, for some tough times. But very inconsistent outside of the numbers. Um, I didn't see him go through progressions like at all. And I, I have it right here. Um, I think 13 reads I charted where there was an obvious first guy he was supposed to throw to. 
um, 11 of those, he ended up just locking in, staring right into him, which will get you picked off a lot against starting defenses. But overall, I thought he bounced back well, and I think that's very, very important for a rookie quarterback. Whenever those guys make mistakes, granted, everybody makes mistakes, yeah. right? I'm more interested to see how they bounce back, how they you know, kind of let that settle in their gut. Hey, I made a mistake. I threw a really bad interception. How am I going to rebound? And I thought Clayton Toon rebounded very well. That's great news. I really love that. But I think it could be the story of this game might have been the defense, at least from everything that I'm picking up and catching. I happen to be traveling, so I'm starting to like get all the bits and pieces from the weekend. But wow, that defense seemed hungry hungry yeah Russell Wilson did not have a lot of time to throw at all and it's weird because in the preseason when you think of preseason football you think of like vanilla defense vanilla offense we're not going to show a whole lot no first year defensive coordinator Nick Rallis cut it loose almost right away he was putting a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson and almost felt kind of refreshing to see a Cardinals defense swarm the football and get after the quarterback with that kind of mentality considering what fans have seen the last couple years with Vance Joseph yeah for real it seems like they just wanted to get out there and, and, and show and do something and get him like it was like get him get him yeah <laughs> for sure and it, what was more interesting too is that you had prominent guys um and brand new positions we saw Zavin Collins out at a outside linebacker for the first time he looked pretty decent both in run and pass support mm -hmm. Isaiah Simmons kind of playing that like deep safety role um even filling in for Buda Baker and standard sets because Buda Baker didn't play he was kind of the guy opposite of Jalen Thompson mm -hmm. um a lot of storylines I feel like you can pick out out of that preseason game especially on the defensive side of the ball yeah, it was really exciting to see those clips played back. And um, it was also really exciting to see the Cardinals social media team was featured on um, mainstream television. Everybody's talking about the work that they're doing. Uh, that's pretty exciting, too. Do you happen to know anybody on the Cardinals social media team? Uh, I know of them. I don't talk a whole lot to people I'm not really like familiar with. I know like who runs the social media team, mm -hmm. but I can't say we're like buddies or anything. Right. I just find it to be really um, refreshing this season in particular. And I know um, being in marketing that social media teams have a lot of turnover. And I'm not sure if it's the same person last year that it is this year. But I do know that the content has been definitely upgraded. It's been entertaining. And at the same time, it's also been... Um, realistic but yet we're here to play we're not here to lose nobody the cardinals are not stepping out on the field with a mentality of here's another loss so i like the vibe that i'm getting from that digital team um just setting the stage of we're not going quietly i love that I yeah know. i think that's a product of jonathan gannon too because far after Gannon took the job um even now I, I remember seeing a tweet from uh somewhere on Twitter it said the Cardinals were the only team in the NFL to not be favored in a single game on uh, sportsbooks heading to 2023 and it feels like so many of the outside people and even the people who you know cover them locally don't think they're going to have that great of a season but when you talk to Jonathan Gannon when you talk to his coaching staff mm -hmm. when you talk to his players um, I don't think they're gunning for a Super Bowl. I don't think right. they realistically believe they can hold up a, a Lombardi trophy, uh, but they'll be damned if they don't try, right? And like it's right. just 
it feels like with the talent assembled, if and when Kyler Murray does return in 2023, it, it really feels like if they're not going to win, they're at least going to push other teams to yeah. the brink of potentially losing. And it's funny because when you talk to people and they ask you, what does a successful 2023 look like? Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to see success in the win and loss column. I think you're going to see it in terms of these guys developing, these guys improving. I, I think whatever the record is this year, throw it out the books. If you see this team drastically improve, maybe not drastically, but just get better each and every week from week one to week 17 or week 18, I think that's going to be a huge, huge win knowing that your guys and your franchise are going in the right direction. I am so glad to hear you say that. This weekend, I was at the Fantasy Football Expo, um, and I participated in an invite-only, like, you call it the Queen's Classic. The King's Classic has existed for, like, four years, but, um, and I got a lot of questions about Cardinals players independently, specifically James Connor, Marquise Brown, Rondale Moore, Zach Ertz has come up. And you know, I, I'm always poking you too to get, what do you know? Do you know anything? Do you know anything? But um, what I love is that whether it is, you know, win or lose, these guys are still going to get the ball for fantasy football. If you're yeah. thinking about Who's my wide receiver too? Or who's my flex? Marquise Brown is your flex. Zach Ertz is your flex. If you like to play more than one tight end, like I do, I I will play them all if you let me. And I, and I think that uh, James Conner is your RB two or your flex because these guys are still amazing athletes and whether or not the Cardinals are a winning team, they're still going to be scoring fantasy points, and they're still very relevant individual players on this team. No, 100%. You have to look at the opportunity they're going to have, too. You know, just because they're not going to win or they're projecting not to win a whole lot of games next year doesn't mean those guys aren't going to get opportunity. And I think James Conner is the glaring example of that. The Cardinals have me and you behind them on their depth chart at running back. James Conner is going to see plenty of touches yeah. this year on both the rushing and the passing attack, the wide receiver room. Um, I think Michael Wilson really might push himself in, into some serious playing time. So between him, between Rondell, between Marquise, one of them's going to break out. I, I don't know who it is, but it feels like one of them's just going to have a very, very good statistical season. I'm excited for it. I mean, I love fantasy. Let's look ahead. We have a game on Saturday um i'll be attending i'm super excited by the way did you know that i won season tickets i saw you tweet something about it and then you were like i didn't even realize it until like i looked somewhere i I picked up my phone i'm here at work at at trophy smag where august is crazy town and i pick up my phone to get like a code you know when you get texted a code to log in or something and it a dm pops up from the cardinals and it's like hey kelly just letting you know you have one hour and it's like dot 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 and i'm like what the heck and i open it up and it's like one hour to claim your season tickets <laughs> that's exciting wow it was so much fun. So thank you, Arizona Cardinals. It was a retweet campaign. It wasn't any sort of popularity contest or what you do or whatever. It was just a retweet and randomly. Um, there were 10 sets given away and I got one of them. So I will be there Saturday. What do I have to look forward to, Donnie, on Saturday? 
Patrick Mahomes. That's what you have to look forward to. They are oh. they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and notoriously the Chiefs don't like to rest their starters a whole, whole lot in the preseason. So I would definitely anticipate uh, not a lot, but a, a good chunk of guys like Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey playing. I think it'll be really fun to see the Cardinals kind of bounce back from that very, very close comeback win against the Broncos to taking on a, a roster that just won the Super Bowl a few months ago in the very same stadium, nonetheless, too. So uh, maybe we get to see guys like Buda Baker, um, guys like DJ Humphreys, guys like James Conner take the field for the first time. Well, we're not super sure. I think the Cardinals are taking a like individual approach to those guys instead of, hey, we're going to play our starters X, Y, and Z. It's, hey, what do we think about James Conner? How much playing time do you think Buda Baker needs before the season? This, this, and that. But I would definitely anticipate a handful of key starters from the Cardinals actually playing for the first time in, uh, in week two. That's exciting. I'm excited. Um, maybe we can bump into each other and grab some popcorn. <laughs> I am so down for that. Super down. Okay. Thank you so much for making time for me. Um, those of you who are watching, just know next week I'm finishing up what should be the last bit of my breast cancer treatment. Fingers crossed, everybody. Um, surgery on Tuesday the 22nd, and I'll be out the rest of that week. Uh, we are looking to come back at you for two episodes every week during the season, just like last season. And as you can see, I'm blurred out right now, but I think I may have found a home finally at the Trophy Smack office. Um, but I'll only be here one week a month now from September on. Otherwise, you'll see me in my cute little home studio, which is fantastic. Like Donnie's, even better than Donnie's. Yeah, no, it's true. It is better. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Let's cheer on those Cardinals, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Kelly Singh on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.